Hello, I'm Thomas Carruthers. I'm Will Leggetter. And it's time for the second film in our Fortnight of Hitchcock. And it is 1950... Oh, shitting out. Ones? Yeah, 951's... Yeah, one. Strangers on a Train, from the novel by Patricia Highsmith, starring Robert Walker, starring Farley Granger, starring Patricia Hitchcock, and starring Ruth Roman. Will, had you seen uh, Strangers on a Train before? Uh, we may have to start the whole thing again, Tom. Well, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is a lovely coffee. Thank you. Hi. Let's do this. Hello, I'm Thomas Carruthers. I'm doing my hair. Oh, Jesus, Angel. You know all of this is staying in. Hello, I'm Thomas Carruthers. I'm Will Leggetter. And today it's time for our second in the Hitchcock month. It's Strangers on a Train, 1951 Strangers on a Train, starring Robert Walker, starring Ruth Roman, starring Patricia Hitchcock, starring Farley Granger, based on the novel Strangers on a Train by Patricia Highsmith, released in 1950. There we go. Uh, hey. <laughs> whoa. Oh, only took a year for them to do the move. Yeah, that was straight on it. He, um, he liked his books, though. He did like his books. Uh, what, um, was this your first watch of Strangers on a Train? Or were we, are we on a rewatch territory or what? Uh, this was rewatch. I've only watched it once before. Uh, yeah. My first introduction was uh, the Harry and Paul sketch. <laughs> um, when they're, they're like, I want to kill my wife. And then there's about 10 different people on the train that all want to kill each other's wives. And they just get really confused. But if I kill your wife, you have to kill. It's great. I love Harry and Paul. It is, yeah, no, you can't beat it. Um, our second Harry and Paul reference, we referenced the Nelson Mandela sketch another episode. <laughs> um, yeah, no, for a long time, this was my favourite Hitchcock. Now, oh. I don't know whether Vertigo has overtaken it. It's always been stranger than Vertigo, but I don't know if Vertigo has mm. maybe topped it. It depends what mood you're in. Mm. Yeah, if I'm in a perverted mood. <laughs> <laughs> On touch, James, James Stewart, Jamie Stewart, James Stewart, uh, stalking Kim Novak for two, two and a half hours. Um, opening line, Hall of Fame. Oh, excuse me. Great stuff. It's great stuff. Um, best YouTube comments. Let's jump straight into things. There's not that many this week. Oh. Cannot believe that Hitchcock never won an Oscar. That is true. He did win a... Uh, an honorary one, but it doesn't technically really count. As great as Walker is in this film as Bruno, Farley Granger really sells the flawed but sympathetic man caught up in a macabre adventure. He does. I don't think he is better than Robert Walker as Bruno. Interesting. Oh, do you prefer I mean... Farley Granger? Uh... <sighs> Is this? Are you going to now say that you don't like Bruno in this film? Just a bit weird. 
Really? I thought this was going to be a celebration of Robert Walker episode. Oh, no, we, we love Robert Walker. <laughs> but, um, I... Hmm. Mm, yeah. Elaborate before we go any further. Well, I, 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 I suppose it's testament to his acting that I felt, feel very uncomfortable when I watch Robert <laughs> Walker in this movie. <laughs> yes. And also it's that thing of that we don't have many other Robert Walker films. So mm. it's not that, you know, like James Stewart in Vertigo, if that was the only Vertigo, is that if that was the only performance we had of James Stewart, we'd think he was just a weird, perverted old man that Hitchcock <laughs> pulled off the street. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Robert Walker did die very young. Um, lots of gay subtext between Bruno and Guy, which of course the censors would never allow. And then dig Ruth Roman with the husky voice. Oh, it's all too kinky for me, darlings. <laughs> That's Cynthia Hawkins. She clearly likes it. And that's it. They're the only comments oh. I have this week. Uh, not many people oh. commenting on the trailer for Strangers on a Train. I saw... A, a, well, I was trying to find the trailer. And I, the first one I came across, I thought it was the actual thing. It was one of the fan-made trailers. And it had the Saw theme. Yes. Theme oh, my background. God. I beg your pardon. Aren't you Guy Haynes? My name is Bruno. Bruno Anthony. Want to hear... One of my ideas for a perfect murder. Two fellows meet accidentally. No connection between them at all. Never saw each other before. Each one has somebody that he'd like to get rid of. So, they swap murders. Crisscross. I may be old-fashioned, but I thought murder was against the law. <laughs> Absolute shithouse. What's that about? Terrible. Um... Yeah, best 10 minute stretch. I've got three nominees. Can you guess them? Uh, the tennis match. No. Oh. Um, him creeping into his house when he's like, oh, we, we've got to sort you out. No. Um, the um, opening 10 minute stretch. Yeah, I'm the, really, I'm really yeah. playing the hits. Yeah. The pitch. Okay. I call it, I, I'll call it the pitch. The pitch, the carousel, and the killing of Miriam. Yeah, no, yeah, okay. I think, yeah. Let's break down the pitch. Would you go... <laughs> oh, no, I don't think any of us would kill. Either of us would commit murder. Would you uh, pay $1 million to spend... <laughs> yes, spend a night with... Farley Granger, um, which is obviously what um, Bruno wants to do. Um, I think the carousel is absolutely excellent. It might be Hitchcock's best um, action set piece. Uh, I think as much as you can obviously see that it's slightly superimposed, I think it's excellently. And I think it's aged very well, actually. And it's, it's scary as well with the horses. Right, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's very good. I love the heroic old man. I can do it. But when he crawls up to me. Yes, no, he's, he's the MVP of this film. <laughs> and then the, the whole killing of Miriam, just that whole long, slow walk through the circus. She thinks he's flirting with a maybe, showing off his strong hands. He is showing them off, but yes. there's a very, very particular reason. 
and then just you can't hear her at all. It's so strong. You can't. You, it's just no sound. Brilliant. And then he just sails away. <laughs> That's what it's missing. It's missing a whistle. What like um, when David Cameron walked back into number ten? Oh, and he whistled. No, I think he was singing to himself, but his mic was still on. He did like a really emotional, I'd, I'm not sure whether it was. Yeah, and then he just walked back into the house like. <laughs> it's very good. It's like Boris, when he tweeted after the speech, did you like my hands? Did you like my um, slapping the table? <laughs> Do I make you horny, baby? What? Are you saying that Boris Johnson's like Austin Powers? Um, yeah. Like, yeah, spot, spit an image. Absolutely. <laughs> Did you see the piano meme uh, when Boris was like tapping the table? No. And they put piano sound effects on it. So no. where his hands were up. That's very good. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, oh, very good. What's your favourite 10 minute stretch? I mean, you've sort of given, slightly given yours. Is yours the, the tennis and the uh, creeping into the house? No. Mine, mine is the uh, the killing of Miriam. The killing of Miriam. Yeah. Um, good name, Miriam. Hmm. Lots is of good another... names in this. Is there Miriam. another Miriam? Um, there's Miriam Glass in uh, Hannibal, the TV series. There's Miriam Hackford in um, one of my screenplays. <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, yeah, well, famous Miriams. What's the point of no Mir Miriam Margulies. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it is the the killing of Miriam or the carousel or the pitch. Um, what if they swap murders? Very good. Uh, Tom's weirdly specific favourite part of the film. I think it is unequivocally Bruno staying still. And all the tennis heads. That's a very good shot. That's a very, very good shot. It's excellent. Um, it's that, or it's the shoe tap. I put here, yes, I, I oh, sorry, uh, yes, I hate him too. When they're talking, when, when uh, Bruno says, um, you, oh, just from the sound of him, you must hate my father. Uh, and then he's like, well, I don't, and then he taps his hand, yes, I hate him too. <laughs> uh, Bruno's laugh at the painting. <laughs> the paint. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you've really captured Dad. Oh, I didn't think it was Dad. <laughs> oh, is it here? <laughs> uh, yeah, the lighter in um, Barbara's glasses. Both of Bruno's marvellous robes. They're, <laughs> they're mine. <laughs> Yourself? Um... Very, very similar moments. I like the, um, the when he drops the lighter down the drain and the whole suspense oh, yeah. thing. When he first, he just strokes it with his finger, he pushes it further down. That's a great moment. What's about a finger stroke? This or Silence of the Lambs? Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> uh, yeah. The tennis thing, I've always found it slightly weird, but then every time I watch it, I just get roped into it again. I, I mean, I'm a sucker for tennis. I, I love, love tennis. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I adore tennis. I, you know, I spend most of my days playing squash with myself. Um, another 
add that to the compilation of sad <laughs> little glimpses into Tom's life. Um, yes, your other your other favourite parts? I like um, the bit where he's outside the um, the big building. And he's just at the top of the steps. Oh yes, the just that, the shadow, that is good. Yeah. That's very good. Uh, I like Hitchcock with his double yeah, bass. With cello. Oh, is it? I so apologise. Well, we don't know. Uh, we don't know. It's in the case, isn't it? So it could be either. Could be um, a dead body. When I was carrying the case, I thought it was a body. A corpse in a cello case. Because that way, you don't know that there's a corpse in there. Did I tell you about the interview I came across on Rear Window where he said, it's like a test. You have James Stewart smiling and then you cut to something. Now, if you cut to a little dog, then he is a kind man. But if you cut to the naked woman, then he is a dirty old man. You'll see. And then the woman's like, Yes, I understand, Alfred. <laughs> um, <laughs> I understand. We'll get to his famous uh, Nickers quote about vertigo. It's the removing of the knickers. Uh, <laughs> uh, Will's more general. Uh, you've done it. Uh, Oscar done it. Travesty. Let's have a look. I mean, uh, there'll always be one for Hitchcock. I think oh, we'll yes, discover this. That is true. However, this is a pretty stacked year. Mm. Um, wait, am I am I right? This is a stacked year. Have I got the right year? <laughs> 1953. No, we need to go back one. Sort of, sort of, I know. Tell me about it. I'm a dreadful person. Because um, it wasn't the greatest uh, show on earth year. It was the year of Streetcar Named Desire. If this uh. ever, if this ever works, no, because <laughs> there we are. And Streetcar didn't win anything anyway. Oh. Um, no, it went to oh shitting hell! Oh, for God's there, Jesus H Christ! There we are. Who? An American in Paris uh, won. Um, oh well, that's good. That's nice. yes. Is it as good as Streetcar Named Desire, though? No. No. Um, Place in the I love, Sun is I love wonderful Gene as well. Kelly. Yeah, I love Gene Kelly, too. I love An American in Paris. I don't think it's better than Streetcar or Place yeah. in the Sun. I also think that I've not seen Quo Vardes, but I, love, I do love a good historical epic. And I haven't seen Decision Before Dawn. So one of those... Usually with these older ones, we can, I can make the sweeping statement that if we've never heard of them, there is a, probably a good reason. I know, that, I know that that's rather sweeping statement, but I can verify and say that I am a film buff. And so <laughs> that if I have never heard of Decision Before Dawn, which I haven't, I can probably make the assumption that Strangers probably deserved a spot. Uh, George Stevens won for Best Director. I mean, that's correct. Um, best actor. Now, where do we want to? Now, do you want Robert Walker in this? Because I would put him in either best actor or supporting actor. 
Uh, he, I mean, I think he's supporting. Yeah, it feels like the sort of Hitch, uh, Lecter, mm. yeah, Lecter sort of creepy man supporting actor position. And I do think, as much as I do love Carl Malden in Streetcar, I do think he's better than Carl Malden. Um, I don't, yeah. Two for Covadas. Yeah, no, it was going to be a streetcar sweep in the acting, but Humphrey Bogart beats um, Brando, Brando, which doesn't make much sense if we're being honest. No. <laughs> um, yeah, no. <laughs> the greatest actor of all time. Yeah, Marlon Brando, number one, then Humphrey Bogart and the African Queen, because I, I, I do love the African Queen. Uh, best. Screenplay. Oh, this was when, yeah, no, this was before they split screenplay. Oh. Um, so Streetcar's just in there. Now, this depends how, you, how do you want to do it, because I always have a weird thing with plays and stuff. Because, like, surely Streetcar is the best screenplay there. But is it changed enough and all that? Technically, if we're just looking at it as a screenplay, Streetcar Named Desire wins <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. But it didn't. Place in the sun. And I do love Place in the Sun, but it's not a streetcar street name desire. <laughs> uh, some might say that um, pretty good streetcar name desire. Some people might <laughs> dare to say that. Will's favourite building <laughs> or set? Uh, I, I struggled with this one. All right. Yeah. What about the uh, I've... I was going to say fairground, but then I, I've nominated three different fairgrounds already. The best. Greece. Uh, or Paddington 2. Paddington 2. Uh, oh, was it Paddington 2? It was. You said that the, the fairground was in Paddington 2. Um, and. What um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the third. What have we done? Um, the, the one that I wasn't very fond of. Dazed and confused. Yeah, but that wasn't a fairground. It was just a there's field. There's a shot. Oh, um, La La oh, Land no. airplane election. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Back to the Future. Dazed and confused. Paddington Two. Indecent proposal. Shawshank. West Side Story. Fletch. Devil's it was Advocate. election. Election didn't have a fair. There's like a shot. I'm sure near the end when it's tying up the characters. It's a story. Mexican party. A fairground, Will. Well, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Uh, but what are you picking this time? You have your three different nominations because you're not allowing yourself. Um, mm. I mean, well, will you let me have Tunnel of Love? We don't see it. We see the outside. It's nice enough. We see the outside, yeah. But I mean, uh, if you well, want to. Yeah, we'll have uh, the train carriage. That's a good one. Oh, that is good. That's a great Um um, the, the senator's house. Nice enough. That is nice. Yeah. Yeah. There, there wasn't many standout buildings, if I'm honest. Um, the tennis court. I, see, I'm, I'm <laughs> lost. Really, it's it's not really. North by Northwest will be easy. Mount Rushmore. Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned uh, in the introduction that you had the privilege of working with Robert Walker. Who isn't isn't that a performance? I mean, stunning, yeah, stunning. But was he was a troubled man yeah. off stage? Is that true? Yeah, he was having great 
problems with his wife. He sort of went on a bender, really, you know, and, and got drunk and was arrested and all kinds of things like that. And when Hitch called me out to, the, to his house, uh, he was telling me the story. And uh, he said, guess who's going to play the part? I said, I don't know who. And he said, Robert Walker. <laughs> and I said, oh, Hitch, that's terrible, because he'd, he'd, he'd been arrested, you know, for drunkenness and everything. It was the, the first scene was at the station here. We had been walking around, talking to each other, walking through the streets and everything, and then we went to dinner somewhere, and Hitch was there. We drank wine, or I did anyway, and uh, we came back to the hotel, and Walker grabbed me and, and said, don't leave me, don't leave me. And I said, what? He said, don't, you can't, don't leave me. And it scared the hell out of me, you know. <laughs> Uh, yes, okay, all right. Uh, I'll allow it. I'll, I'll let it slide. Uh, hey. Best soundtrack titles. There isn't really one. Uh, best single minute. For me? You go. It, you go. It's um, when he's uh, demonstrating how he strangled um, oh, yeah, and he on, on the, the older lady, and then he sees <laughs> the sister. Whoa, that's a great, that's a great scene. Yeah, and he accidentally <laughs> nearly kills a woman. Yeah. Oh, Bruno. Uh, yeah, Bruno intro on the train, that whole. And then also I like him, his mother filing his nails. <laughs> oh, mother, you did them just perfect. Um, yes, no, best single man. Best line, I'll throw a few. They swap murders. You do my murder, I do yours. We planned it together. Chris Cross. One doesn't always have to say what one thinks. <laughs> you read, I don't talk much. And you're a naughty boy, Bruno. <laughs> From the mother. Uh, any, anything else you want to throw in? I, I like the classic. I may be old-fashioned, but I thought murder was against the law. <laughs> it is good. Yeah. Um, what's the change? Oh, uh, I, uh, I do like, I quite like the idea of the, the sexual tension and I think it should be explored more. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Or maybe even, uh, Bruno tries to. He can, no, can this is the problem in it. They can in 51. No. Yeah. One of those things. I think that would that would it like give even more depth to the character. Well, this leads to one of my. Well, we'll get to it. Uh, any other changes? Uh, make him lose the tennis match. Why? Why? Why do we always have to win? Because he has to. Because he has to win. Because he, he he's trying to get out. He's trying to get out in three. It, uh, it, I know. <laughs> it should be three sets. It four sets. He's pushing it. Yeah. If he went to five sets, that might be. Or oh, and he intentionally loses. Because <laughs> yeah. he'd be quicker. Um, I think we should have more time on, on, on a train. We're, we're prom they said the title of the movie, 
There's got to be a dame named Rebecca. That's a, a joke about there not being Rebecca in Rebecca. Well, you don't see her, but yeah. there is obviously nothing but Rebecca. Anyway, we <laughs> have another 20-minute Rebecca tangent. <laughs> um, yes, uh, my ch any other changes? Uh, that's it, that's it. She, uh, Mrs. Anthony could paint better. <laughs> uh, Miss Bad Kiss Bad First Kiss between Anne and Guy That was like no chemistry Just dreadful Sort that out uh, Guy's <laughs> One of Guy's serves should be a let But they just keep But they just keep playing It's You can hear the net very yeah. loudly uh, Maybe Chopper Chopper just a touch off Maybe I think there's a sort of 20 minute bit around the middle where you can just trim a little bit. Get a bit, get a bit, come on. We're get And then get to the dinner party, get to the tennis match, get to everything else. Um, and then also, I don't want to change this film. This film is fine, I love this film. I do, however, after reading the book, want mm. a proper adaptation. I want, you can. I don't dis. I don't dismiss this film. I don't begrudge this film for being different. It's. I view it in a whole. In, it's not a thing where the adaptation is changes all these things and then is dreadful. It. It's like to me. It's like The Shining. It changes all these things, but it's brilliant in its own right, and it's still in many ways a faithful adaptation in the core of the story. However, after reading this excellent book, I do want proper adaptation which leads us into we will get to notes later we might as well jump the gun and do tom's book corner now so this is patricia highsmith this is the writer of the excellent talented mr ripley uh, she wrote the book the price of salt which later became carol um based on uh, a bit of autobiographical stuff there she was uh, in a lesbian relationship with an older woman um, yeah, no, she's known as the Mistress of Suspense. Uh, so a biographer said that Strangers on a Train uh, is perfect because it's the Mistress of Suspense mastered with the Master of Suspense. So your big changes are, yeah, Bruno is basically just a, a very drunk slob. I mean, no, no, well, he's not a drunk slob. He's still got all the charm and charisma of Bruno, of, um, of Robert Walker, but yeah. he's also very drunk all the time and he's slurring words and he's just shouting random things. It is rather obvious that he's uh, a gay man who is in love and infatuated with Guy. There's a bit where he says, um, I never see the point, I've never seen the point of sleeping with women. Um, again, it's quite subtle, but it's also not subtle at all. The big That's change is that. Um, Obviously, the film takes place over a week or so, over a month or so. This takes place over a couple of years. And uh, everybody gets away with the murders. And I say murders because Guy goes through with it and he kills, uh, oh. he kills Bruno's dad uh, because he's been driven mad by Bruno. Yeah. Like he just wants to get Bruno off his back and he thinks that finally killing him will do that. Obviously, doesn't Bruno is still infatuated with him, and it ends with um, them going on a boat. Bruno's very drunk; he falls overboard, he drowns, and then Guy sort of has grown. 
not to love him, but grown to admire them, not admire, grown to befriend him. And, you know, it's that weird sort of Stockholm thing where like, this is the man, this man's been my life for the past two years. What, what am I going to do without him? And he swims out and um, he, Bruno obviously drowns and then he comes back on. And then um, he goes to see Miriam's lover who had the baby, whose baby it was. And he's, he confesses everything. He's like, please, you've got to listen to me. There was, I know who killed Miriam. Uh, he died yesterday, he drowned. And, um, and then the man's like, well, no, it's one of those things, you know, I don't blame you. And then he's like, no, listen to me. You should blame me. I'm a murderer. And then he just doesn't care, this Owen guy. And then um, Gerard, who is a big character in the book, who is the personal detective, of um, Samuel uh, Bruno, the dad, um, and he tracks him down, and uh, he says, I, "Did you know Charles Bruno?" And the final line is, "Take me in." So he's guy ridden by guilt, um, hands himself in. That's a very good book. Yeah, it's, it's a good book for you. Not even read it. That's how good it is. Uh, yeah. So I don't want people to blaspheme this movie but i do want a proper adaptation which mm. I'll, I'll just throw it in now we were going to have one it was very i was very excited it was going to be called strangers and it was going to be a slightly updated version directed by david fincher written by jillian flynn and starring ben affleck reuniting the whole gone girl team Ooh, and yeah. he was going to be a movie star instead of a tennis star and they were going to meet on a plane. Um, but obviously, Strangers on a Plane would be a bit <laughs> bad title, so they were just going to call it Strangers, reportedly. Um, but that's just disappeared with the wind. Nobody's ever mentioned it again. And Finch's um, got a different film coming out now called Mank, which is about Herman J. Mankiewicz, who wrote Casablanca. That's a line. He wrote Citizen Kane. Um, and Gary Oldman's in it, and um, Amanda Seyfried's in it, and Lily uh, Lily Collins is in it. Thank God, not Lily James. <laughs> uh, and it's actually based. His dad was a writer, David Fincher, and it's based off one of his dad's old scripts. So that's very exciting. It's going to be in black and white. It's going to be on Netflix. Oh, um, yeah, no, very good. I know. Yeah. Okay, let's go back to what's left from Will's notes. It's it's a f um I don't I don't really know what else to say. It's just very very good. Okay. Um, <laughs> excellence of Robert Walker. We've touched on the shoe credits. I love the matching of the shoes, and then suddenly they meet. Tap. Very good. Talks about the Fincher. Um, pop uh, when he pops the kid's balloon. Excellent. Can we break down the goat song that the man is singing on the train, which features the lyric, he loved that goat just like a kid. <laughs> he loved um, his goat. And then he really throws bloody guy under the bus. I don't remember at all. I really must have been celebrating. Come on. <laughs> and... Okay, here's a prosing question. Let's remake it. Who's our cast? 
Johnny Depp. Was who? Bruno or Guy? I, I, that was a, a bit of a meme. Oh. Yeah. I uh, could see Johnny Depp doing it. I could actually see that. Um, hmm. Let's ignore this modern strangers on a plane, as, yeah. as excellent as that sounds. Let's ignore that for the meantime. Let's say it's a, it's a remake of... Let's say it's an adaptation of the 19, of 1950s set, that book, Strangers on a Train. So it's still set in the 1950s. It's still... It's... Yeah. Uh, right. I've got... Daniel Day-Lewis? As, as Bruno. Yeah. Is he a touch old? Oh, Leo. Leo. Leonardo DiCaprio. That would be... I could see him as Guy. I could see him as Guy. But also, would he be too vehement? Would he be too aggressive in his anger? Why not? <laughs> um, I've got one. And it's slightly affected by some news that has come out. Because they're oh. going to make... Oh, go on. Oh, no, I thought you were going to say Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Kevin Spacey <laughs> would be excellent as Bruno. Yeah, Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein, it's slightly affected by some news that's come out. Uh, but, no. and Because um, they're going to make Townsend and Mr. Ripley into an Amazon Prime 10-episode series with Ooh. Andrew Scott as Tom Ripley. Andrew Scott Ooh. would be excellent as Bruno. He would. And I'm sure he would love to be... Um, I'm sure he would have no problem with becoming the poster child for the modern Highsmith adaptations. Uh, yeah, who wouldn't want to play Bruno and Tom Ripley, two of the most brilliantly written characters of all time, in thriller fiction, if not fiction entire? Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my notes. Alternate ending corner, we haven't got one. A few fun facts. Here are a few fun facts. So for Alfred Hitchcock and Robert Walker worked out an elaborate series of gestures and physical appearances to suggest that homosexuality and seductiveness of Bruno's character while bypassing censor objections. The stunt... Have they got any oh. examples? I don't know. It doesn't say any. The stunt where the man crawled under the carousel was not done with trick photography. Sir Alfred Hitchcock claimed that this was the most dangerous stunt ever performed under his direction and would never allow it to be done again. Which is probably advisable. <laughs> Some posters showed Alfred Hitchcock inserting the letter L into the word strangers in the title to make stranglers. Aye. It's a good little poster. Like Let's that. see it now. Um, as was his usual practice, Alfred Hitchcock shot each scene so that there was only one way to edit it. Uh, this always very much annoyed the producers because obviously they like to fiddle about sometimes. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock bought the rights to the original novel anonymously to keep the price down and got, the, got it for just $7,500. I don't know what's that in comparison with. I don't know what other things have been sold by. Uh, the Alfred Hitchcock cameo was directed by his daughter, Patricia, who was obviously on the set as she was playing Barbara. This was the last theatrical movie for Robert Walker, who died eight months after filming finished from an allergic reaction to a drug. 
-hmm. Also, Patricia Highsmith's uh, the opinion of opinion of the movie varied over time. She initially praised it, writing, I am pleased in general, especially with Bruno, who held the movie together as he did the book. Later in life, while still praising Robert Walker's performance as Bruno, she criticised the casting of Ruth Roman as Anne. Alfred Hitchcock's decision to turn Guy from an architect into a tennis player. Oh, I forgot to say this. He's a tennis player, Will. Sorry, he's an architect. He's not a tennis player. How could I forget? This is great news. Yeah. I've got a newfound love. <laughs> oh, I love I love architecture. It's yeah, great. it's good. Uh, and the fact that Guy does not murder Bruno's father as he does in the novel, and I can understand that. That's the crux of that's the crux of the novel. It's a big change. Uh, according to Farley Granger, Hitchcock hated Ruth Roman and treated her very harshly, often criticizing her in front of everyone. He had to have one person in each film he could harass. Granger he, noted. He wanted uh, Grace Kelly originally. For the for who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? I mean, I mean, he got her for darling for murder. He obviously got her for yeah. the window. Well, he, he, I think he, in a way, he wanted Grace Kelly to be his blonde forever, because um, mm. he wanted her for Marnie, um, but she obviously was getting married and becoming a princess. <laughs> so <laughs> she had a few bigger things, and so he kept Tippy Hedren on from the birds. Uh, the character of Bruno was named after Bruno Richard Houtman the convicted killer and kidnapper of the Lindbergh baby. Patricia Hitchcock was encouraged by her father to go for a ride on the Ferris wheel constructed on the fairground set. In exchange for doing it, he offered her $100 because she did not want to do it, as she is scared of heights. She was finally persuaded to do it, partly for the money. When she reached the top, Sir Alfred Hitchcock ordered the ride stopped and all lights turned out for something like five <laughs> seconds. She never got the money and calls her father act sadistic. <laughs> uh, the merry-go-round scene is not in the book, uh, but is instead taken from the 1946 novel, The Moving Toy Shop. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Sir Alfred Hitchcock refused to treat his daughter preferentially, which won them both respect of the other players. We never discuss trains on a train at home, she told an interview at the time. On the set, he gives me direction as well as criticism. I, I might as well be Jane Jones instead of Patricia Hitchcock. Tennis pro Jack Cunningham coached Farley Granger for the scenes that depicted uh, Guy Haynes engaged in a tennis match. And then Cunningham also played his opponent in those scenes. Um, here we go. Right, this is something big that we haven't touched on. So the... Screenplay was originally written by Raymond Chandler, who is a very famous writer, The Big Sleep. It's a big <laughs> book. Uh, <laughs> all the, yeah, no, all the Philip Marlowe novels, The Long Goodbye, such and such. However, the relationship was very acrimonious. The main bone of contention be between the two men was that Chandler's writing paid more attention to character motivation while Hitchcock was more interested in visual development and the formal structure of the movie. In a letter to a studio executive, Chandler said, pardon me, Chandler said he preferred to work with a director who realizes that what is said and how it is said is more important than shooting it upside down through a glass of champagne. 
The two men also had different meeting styles. Hitchcock enjoyed long rambling off-topic meetings where often the movie would not even be mentioned for hours, while Chandler was strictly business and wanted to get out and get writing. He called the meetings God-awful jabber sessions, which seemed to be an inevitable, although painful part of the picture business. Chandler was also a hard drinker and a difficult person with whom to get along under the best of circumstances. Interspersonal relationships deteriorated rapidly until finally Chandler became openly combative. When Hitchcock arrived at Chandler's house for a story meeting, Chandler hollered from his window, look at the fat bastard trying to get out of his car. When his secretary warned that Hitchcock would be able to hear him, Chandler said he didn't care. Yikes. Hitchcock wanted William Holden to play the role of Guy Haynes, but he was unavailable. That would have been good. This movie did not intentionally, initially, end with Guy Haynes and Anne Morton on the train. In another version of the movie, it ends just before this. This other reel was mistakenly labelled the British version, leading people to believe that this was shown in Britain. This is incorrect. And the same ending was broadcast in Britain. America. I think it's quite a nice It's a bookend. I know you're a fan of a bookend. I do like a bookend. I wrote a play called Bookends. Three acts. Sir Alfred Hitchcock wanted to end this movie with Guy saying, Bruno, Bruno Anthony, a clever fellow. But the studio forced him to shoot a happy ending. Like, why, is that a sad, why is that a sad ending? And uh, we've talked about uh, strangers, although we might never get it. <laughs> so we've had snakes. We've had yes, we've oh, had that snakes. That was good enough. Snakes on a plane. Uh, what about strangers on a plane? Uh, Tom's big question. I've got a few. Could you commit murder? No. <laughs> Who is a bigger mu Hitchcock mummies boy? Bruno um, or Norman Bates? Bates. Yeah, it's, I guess it's, it has I mean, to be. It's a no-brainer. I guess it has to be. Are there, are there any other cinematic mummies boys that could top him? Either of them. Um, uh, the Hangover. Um, Who's the mummies boy it, in The Hangover? Um, I think well, the guy with the silly name. Is that Galifianakis? Yeah. Is no, he's a daddy's mum. He's a daddy's uh, boy. He's a daddy's mum. <laughs> <laughs> he's a daddy's mum. <laughs> well, I guess he's both. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You know, you know what the best mummy's boy is? My three-act play mummy's boy. I'm getting lots of... Uh, I thought you I thought I, I, I thought you rang a bell. I didn't find the phrase. <laughs> Who's a worse could... person, Bruno or Miriam? She is a pretty oh, venomous Miriam little woman. <laughs> deserved to die. That scene in the record shop is pretty abominable. It has to be said. I'm not saying she deserves to die. I, I would have. She deserves to live. It, I mean, it was his, his problem for allowing her to take him into that smaller room. He should have just let everyone hear it. Yeah, but no, because it's the 50s, isn't it? They can't talk about divorce so openly. Because divorce to him is just as embarrassing, of course. 
What a shame. Uh, synopsis of a sequel. What do you think happens after this? Guy and Anne live happily? Yeah. Just a normal, happy life. And then he's haunted by visions of Bruno. Visions of Bruno. Sounds like this song. Uh, closing line, Hall of Fame. Oh, I, oh, for shitting hell. You did opening line. No, I didn't do closing oh. line. I oh. wrote it down. Oh. I mean, you can look it up. Nah. In the meantime, another contender for Best Film Mummies Boy, Brendan Fraser. In what? Mum the Mummy. The Mummy. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a good one. I'd have to look for a new host. Uh... <laughs> I'm kidding, Will. Uh, okay. Any final thoughts on Strangers on the Train? Uh, a great film. It's it is an um, excellent film. Yeah, it's one of those films that I think people are put off by. But, oh, it's black and white. Well, you like it's a wonderful that. life. Uh, well, you always but, get that, don't you? It's watch it. Black and white. Doesn't, That's my doesn't sister's two. Anything. My sister's two things. First two questions. Every time we pick a movie, is it black and white? When did it come out? Absolute insanity. And if it's not like even two thousand and five or something from the other day was unsettling to her. It was like, well, oh. it's just... What about, what about music? Does she like older music? No. She likes shit. <laughs> she likes shit. <laughs> do this thing now every Sunday. You pick, we've got a rotation of the family, and you get to pick a year, and yeah. then I do top Billboard 100 songs for that year, and that's what plays during dinner. The board game, because we brought all the board games down. And then the the film, the Sunday night film. And so the selection, and so my mum's selection was 1984, Trivial Pursuit. Well, no, she didn't pick Trivial Pursuit. She said, should we play a game? And then I said, oh yeah, I'll set Trivial Pursuit up. And then whilst we were having that conversation, that's what spurred the... Um, creation of our wonderful little new <laughs> thing and then and then she chose Bridget Jones's baby ah yeah uh, it the was going worst, so well the worst Bridget Jones <laughs> and she just said yeah now sometimes I just want to watch a bit of shit and then Isabel Isabel did oh, 2009 or something and it was like just real bad <laughs> and she picked uh, Tension actually which is a really good game which me and my dad won very easily. Oh, is that's the one where you got you a get list. categories? Yeah, yeah and you have to. List. A good one. Yeah. Uh, so right, so we've got karaoke night planned where we get out. We've got attention night. <laughs> um, and I've then... got attention. Well, you've got. I was going to say I've got attention. We can play it, but so have you. Clearly, I just yeah. We can <laughs> make it up. And then uh, she picked Instant Family. Have you watched that? I've not heard of it, if I'm it's honest. Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne. And as much as I adore Rose Byrne. Um, and Mark, I, like, I really like Mark Wahlberg. Oh, I like right. Mark Wahlberg. Boogie Nice yeah. is my, you know, my fourth favourite film yeah. of all time. I'm a great big shining star. It's my big dick, and I want to shoot now. <laughs> uh, that's, for those of you who haven't seen that scope from the film, I'm not getting angry. <laughs> um, 
and then uh, yeah, no, and then I just did uh, crimes and misdemeanors, and we went and played tennis, and um, we ate out, so I didn't get to choose a oh. <laughs> year. So I got a bit shafted, really. Uh, right, next week, more Hitchcock. North by North. Yes. West. Cary Grant, Eve Marie Saint, the wonderful James Mason. I get to christen my beautiful... <laughs> oh, you're not going to do the James Mason voice, are you, in this one? Oh, I'm, I, I, <laughs> of course I'm going to do the James Mason voice. <laughs> I seem to press myself... <laughs> My name's James Mason. I need to perfect it. Um, <laughs> do you remember when we were doing a draft of Hitler Carol? And I was like, oh, yeah, and I'll do my James Mason voice. I was like, oh, yeah, because everybody knows who James Mason is. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those things, yeah. James Mason. What are the other obscure references I tried to put into? I mean, most of them made it in. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I stopped you from doing Silence of the Lambs. Um, <laughs> Regretfully, because that was a far better draft of this anyway. It, I mean, it was, but it was far too long for an A-level drama piece. You've got to make a decision. Do you want to make a good A-level <laughs> drama piece or do you want to make a good piece? It's very true. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Dr. Eve. One million dollars. <laughs> Who plays the president in Austin Powers? Oh, in the second um, movie, in the second movie. Or the first movie, I can't remember. <laughs> I, uh, 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 He's the uh, star uh, of the movie we've done. Robert Redford. No, The Shawshank Redemption, it's Tim Robbins. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, can't rem- I can't remember if it's Spy Who Shagged Me or whether it's um, International Man of Mystery. Um, but we, we reference Austin Powers a lot. In, in these podcasts. You haven't seen much of the edits yet, but most of them have the... And I'm spent. <laughs> <laughs> most of... That might just be every end credits now. I might just put that in. Um, yeah, no, that's... Yeah, North by Northwest featuring maybe the filthy... Maybe the dirtiest ending of all time. It's got, uh, it's got some of the greatest shots of all time. Sure does. It's a great film. Well, we're gonna we're <laughs> gonna talk about it. I love it. it. It's my North second favorite North- Hitchcock. It's a pretty excellent film. North by Northwest. No strangers on a train. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Will Legator. You're welcome, Thomas Carruthers. How are we gonna end it? Um, have I told you about my theory of uh, of murdering someone? Oh, that's the exact quote, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. about, uh... Oh, we'll just cut to Austin Powers. And I'm spent.